Welcome to the 24 Stories podcast that aims to educate, inspire and help build brands. I'm your host, Stephen Ryan, founder of 24 Stories, and I'll be joined each week by guests from a variety of industries here to tell you how they built their brands. Welcome to episode 16 of the 24 Stories podcast. This week, we're looking at the area of design and illustration. And um, if you've been on social media probably over the last couple of years, and uh, you're from Cork, and I'd say even outside of Cork, you've probably spotted some really interesting designs, kind of popular culture, Joker on Grand Parade, Batman and Patrick Street, all these type of images, and they've been all drawn by uh, one guy in particular. Welcome to the 24 Stories podcast, Jason. Stephen, thanks for having me. So, is it Jog you're going by, or is it Jason O'Gorman, or are you going by Dynamite Studio? There's a lot of different There's names being thrown around. There is, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I started off as Dynamite. Yeah. Only within the last couple of years, going out under my own name. Yeah. So Dynamite is my design business, and Jason O'Gorman is my kind of illustration business. Okay. Uh, so people call me Jog. Jog is just short. Jason O'Gorman is too long. Yeah, yeah. But it looks kind of cool. It looks like, uh, reminds me of Joe Bloggs back in the 90s or so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was it was shortened to jog. It's just easier to call it that now, you know. How did you get into design? Were you doing it in school, like, or? Uh, I was I was born up in um, actually I was born in in Shandon Street. But yeah, we moved up to Knocknahini, up in the hill. Yeah, yeah. Place with the big tower. When I yeah. was when I was a kid, so I think it was about two when I moved up there and went to school. And when I f- finished school, I actually I was good at art in school. Art yeah. was my thing. I was yeah. like lousy and everything else. Yeah. I loved it myself, to be honest. Yeah, it's a I great loved it. I was the guy who was like drawing in the copy books, and yeah. I had like the Prodigy logo well done on my oh, bag. Yeah, and, like yeah. you know, everything was kind of art related with me. Um, but after school, it was my ability to to draw yeah. and my love of art, which led to my first um, job in a design studio. Straight uh, in from secondary straight school. Straight in from secondary school. I didn't go to college. Like college was never really an option. I wasn't on the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know, so it was never even discussed. It's a funny one. It's it, just. But there were different times in many ways were, as well. I, they we're were talking around the mid nineties, are we? We are. Thereabouts. Yeah. Thereabouts. So I went into. I got a job in a, a design studio in Douglas Street at the time. Yeah. There was no computers. I was like hand drawing everything. Whoa. So like there'd be uh, like a bakery would come in and say we're doing some new bread were coming out yeah, and yeah. I'd be drawing the, 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 the loaves and stuff like that. I can hand, so it was actually your, your your actual craft is what they needed more so than the technical ability there, of using machines. There was no like such thing as technical ability. There was a computer there. I remember when when, when they bought it in and uh, I had no idea to use it and I think yeah. she, the, the person who was there at the time was lecturing out in CIT yeah. and let me to kind of run the shop maybe two to three days Yeah. so dealing with people coming in behind the counter and uh, in the spare time I'd have then I'd try and figure out what's this computer thing be yeah. pressing buttons yeah. and trying to figure things out and that's how I actually got into using computers in the design industry But like when when you drew the stuff for the bakery back then Yeah Like how, how did they bring it to life then and like did you pass it to someone else that put it into print or like how did that work? Possibly I can't even remember it so, yeah, <laughs> so like, I'm going now at this stage It's like magic or something It was yeah, but they'd probably put them up in the windows or I think Oh they, yeah okay I think there was large things called drum scanners at the time where they'd yeah. put in a, a large print and they might get copies of it produced Yeah of you know? course copy machines started yeah. kind of coming into the play in yeah. the 80s and 90s yeah. as well like yeah. Col- Colour copies I'd say I don't know what year they yeah. came in like. yeah. but it was, it, was, it was a mix of that and say logos flyers for nightclubs gigs cafes, coffee shops and stuff like that. It was all hand done at the time. And back then, that would have been very much 
uh, the thing to do if you wanted to promote a small business was get a flyer done. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, was it. It's it was basically like social media today. Like if you think about like like I used to go around bringing flyers and posters and stuff like that when I was in college, and like they were everywhere. They were, they were, they were the thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember a mate of mine there showed me a collection of flyers he 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 had from the nineties and the yeah. early all nots. Like uh, it was all like all the Henry's um, yeah posters and stuff like that. Like and I was big into electronic music too at the time, yeah. and I used to listen to him. Radio One, BBC Radio One. Pete yeah, Town was yeah, on it. He'd Pete have, Tom, he'd have yeah. the shows on the weekends. And I used to have, a, like, I used to put a load of coat hangers together in my bedroom and kind of have this array where I could r- pick up the signal from the UK yeah. and record it on my thing and I'd make little tapes. But I'd be doing the covers, doing album artwork for the tapes at the time. Kind of like mixtapes. Tra- like mixtapes yeah, yeah. from, from stuff I used to record from... from uh, from those stations, like you know, and uh, and we give them to your buddies and stuff. Oh, like I give them to my buddies, and yeah. I, I used to call into the. I know Greg and Shane had a shop in town, and I yeah. used to be kind of doing. They used to be doing some mixtapes, and I'd done a few covers for those. Like everything was hand done at the time, like you know. But it was on. It was just where hand done stuff was meeting. Like it was the dawn of say computers yeah. design. So I kind of came in around that time. So did you have to train yourself up then in the computer stuff? Did you go and do a course or just kind of... No, I was just in the shop and like I was just learning it myself in yeah. my spare time whenever I could. But I was interested in it. I loved it. Like, so, you know, it wasn't hard. Like, it was just, yeah, this how is... does this work? How to, what does this button do? Yeah. And it's sort of, oh, that's a print button. <laughs> cancel, cancel, <laughs> you know. And did you stay with that design company for a good few years or did you move? No, I didn't. I actually worked for a lot of different design companies okay. around Cork. Some for long periods of time and some for short. Um... But I did move around a bit all in design though. I worked for about maybe six, seven design agencies around Cork. You probably learned a lot from all the different people too that ran those companies, did you? Absolutely. And uh, I found it hard, would you believe, to get into some, there were some design companies that it was a weird thing for me. So you'd put in your CV, they'd mm. see my work was actually really good. You know, yeah, for my yeah. standard of work was very good. And uh, they'd say, geez, come in, talk to us. We need, we need to come in for an interview. Yeah. And you go in, you chat, and then the college thing came up, and it yeah. was an immediate blocker for say, two to three companies, like high profile companies. And I was like, "Oh, you don't have the qualifications, sorry." Even though your work was of the top standard, like, and I had like say eight to ten years experience now, like dealing with clients, yeah. getting yeah. stuff done, and the work was really good. But some of them would be very, I don't know, was it um, was it the Nakhnehini thing? There was a bit of a stigma around yeah, that, yeah, yeah. or I don't know, was it not going to college? But when they had that chat, and these things came up. I, I used to try and hide it at the time. I was trying to kind of talk yeah. around it. Yeah. It, it was a funny one, you know. But the CV back then, like, it, it probably played a bigger role than it does today, I think. You know, yeah. I think people go after social profiles a bit more, no? When LinkedIn, like, yeah. but the CV was gold. It was, yeah. Everything was on that CV at the time. Like, so, like, know? yeah, if you didn't tick certain boxes, I often felt the same as well. Yeah. Like, I grew up in Farnery as well, and I often yeah. felt that the, the address did affect you. It, it and does. Some people, it does. It might still affect people today. I don't know. And people might deny that and say, "Oh no, no, we don't think yeah. like that." But I definitely think there's there's a perception, a small bit, a small yeah. bit. No, it has changed. It but has back definitely. then, back then, it was definitely uh, a thing, you know. So you're starting to work for all the different design agencies. Any kind of cool projects in, the, in that that stood out in those days when you were working for other people? Jeez, uh, it was a real mixed bag. Uh, there, there was nothing in particular. Yeah, you know. Uh, there was so much work. There was so much work. Every day you might have like eight or nine different projects to do a day. Like you, it, it was just, just constant, constant bombardment of work. You're just turning out flyers and posters, infographics, logos. It's so when when did it come to setting up Dynamite Studio? 
So it was 2013 that I set up Dynamite Studio. Went out on your own. I was in a job uh, for a bit of a long time at that and um, it was time to go. Mm. So my wife at the time, we had two young kids. I think there was another one on the way and I just kind of totally said, yeah, I've had enough of this yeah. and I had no idea what I was going to do. I thought I was going to maybe just get another job elsewhere. Yeah. Were you afraid? Terrified because I had no qualifications for design. Yeah. So I really felt I was kind of making it up as I went along as a designer. I was like, oh, Jesus, I, I kind of felt like I shouldn't, I'm not qualified to, to be a designer because I was rejected in a few places for not being, having the qualifications. Yeah. So to actually start out as a business was terrifying because, again, not only was I not qualified, but I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. So even setting up with the company registration officer, looking at revenue and how to register for all that and VAT and everything, I was just completely overwhelmed by, by it at the time, you know. And did you go into an office or did you work from home? I worked from home. That's how Dynamite started. <laughs> so did you bring customers from other businesses that you would work for? I remember setting up a Twitter account and, um, you know, I had about 10 followers at the time. And yeah. uh, I think one of them was my aunt, one of them was a mate of mine, you yeah, know. Yeah. And there I was tweeting about, oh, this this is uh, Pantone's colour of the year or yeah. here are the top trending fonts. Yeah. Nobody was interested. Yeah. I think it took me a while to realise that people don't, don't care about that stuff. They, they want to hear the person behind it. They do. Yeah. And as soon as I start becoming more me yeah. online uh, and on social, so when my personality started coming through into stuff yeah. and I was tweeting about stuff that was important to me, I think that's... When they started garnering followers and, you know, I, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just jump in and you try to figure out as you go. Like and I did with the design work, like I did with the business, like I did with social media, you know. And who was your first customer? Can you remember? Would you believe one of my first customers is one of my best customers right now? And they're, I don't want to be dropping names and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they're a large multinational company. They're based Whoa. in Cork and abroad. And I work really well with them now. We, we get on very well. And that's important to me. Like, And did I'm, they take a chance on you so in the early days? They did. Just out of the blue, the marketing manager got on to me and said, wow, because I'd done something. Uh, you see, I wasn't getting, I didn't know how to get work. Yeah. I wasn't a, a networking guy. I didn't go to any of those yeah. things. I really didn't know what to do. So I said, what am I going to do? I'll just, okay, what would I like to do? So yeah. I started doing, a, I don't know, a thing called Cork Facts at the time. Yeah. It was like an animated video with all facts about Cork City and I'd done a big poster. I think I remember, I, actually. I put it out on social media years ago. Yeah. And, uh, it was just me being me, again, which is what works for me. I put that out and the marketing manager got on to me and said, geez, we need that for us. Get Come in here and talk to us about doing some design work. And that was the start of a, a beautiful relationship. So from, from one design that you did kind of for a bit of fun, but obviously to create a profile for yourself, but, yeah. you know, it was a fun project to do. It was. It opened a massive door. It opened it. doors, like, yeah. When you do your own projects like that, there's no constraints. Yeah. So you can really get into it. You can really enjoy it. Like so, but there must I, be a lot of time goes into those, Jason. I'd say, like you know, all the illustration of like a big cork map type thing like that. Oh, there would be, yeah, definitely a couple of couple of days. There's weeks in some stuff I do. There's months. There has been months in one or two projects I worked on, and then other things. You might have an idea, and you'll get it done in ten minutes, and yeah. it could be really successful. Like so, I don't know. Is time isn't necessarily the right way to measure the success of a project some yeah, things yeah. but like with design work I was doing design for on my own did I say 8 years about that? Yeah, actually yeah. this is the ninth year Steve Whoa. this is the ninth year I've gone into it design is brilliant 
you're working on stuff for clients and it's, it's very focused mm. and there's, there's frameworks mm. around every project you're doing deadlines and budgets and all that but I started doing stuff under my own name then Jason O'Gorman to try and how can I say this now design work is very kind of rigid in terms of what you must do and there's brand guidelines you need you to adhere to. stick to the brief. There is, yeah, there's briefs involved but when you, when I, so I started doing my own work where none of those constraints are in place. It's complete creative freedom to do what you want, have a bit of fun, have a bit of a laugh and I think right now I found the balance between doing work with constraints and work with no constraints and I found that sweet spot in between the two of them so and that's does that, that right kind now. of makes you happy, I presume? Like 100% see. happy. Love it. Love it. It took me a long time to figure out that balance like because I love design work and I love the, my own creative work. I think what they both have in common is ideas. Yeah. And I think that's that's why I actually got into design work at the time. It was, you know, design isn't about looking at something and saying, oh, that looks really pretty. I love the idea behind it. I love the thinking behind something. The same with my own stuff. Like you could draw a really pretty picture of Shandon. Yeah. And... You know, it's lovely and a hundred other artists can draw it in their own styles and they'll all be amazing. Yeah. But one thing I found was missing from my stuff was was ideas. How can I get me into that? And it's like adding a bit of personality into stuff like drawing King Kong on top of it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah. And I've seen that and I mentioned that like where we see Batman outside the Savoy or Joker by Singer's <laughs> Corner. Like, 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 do you kind of look for... What's kind of popular at the moment? Then just kind of go for it. Like, like how does that work? Like, you... it's not really what's popular. It's just the stuff in my head, the stuff I grew up with. I'd say, yeah, you know, yeah. I grew up with like watching all Batman, Joker, yeah. Star Wars, Star Trek, King Kong. These are things. These are the things that shaped me as a kid growing up. Like, you know. So did you get the comic books and look at all the comic books and get inspiration from that when you were when you were kind of growing up, or was that something that you were into? I, I, no, not comics. No? I never collected comics. I, I I did when I was very young, maybe the Dandy and the Beano and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. like those kind of comic books, but not superhero comic books. Uh, I never never really got into those. It was just stuff on TV, TV, you know. Yeah. I mean, even stuff I'm watching nowadays would probably influence what I do, you know. So go back to Dynamite a second. Yeah. So what happens when someone gives you a brief? Like, do you look for certain things from them? Like, because I, I, I'm always amazed at this, you know, some some mm. businesses, they say, I worked with a designer. I didn't think they were very good at all. And I said, but did you, did you explain what you needed? You know, is that a challenge? It is a huge challenge. Um, Some people find it difficult. I, I'd always ask for some sort of a brief. Yeah. Some people don't know how to go about giving one. Yeah. I don't, I think some people just aren't asking them the right questions. Mm. I think it's important to understand a client first and mm. foremost to sit down and you know like do you ask for a brief when when it comes to design work because I know you know a lot of people in general I suppose they they don't know what they're looking for and that's the challenge for designers because they say I want a new post or I want a new logo I want you know whatever it is an advert of newspaper digital and they don't give you enough detail they don't and that is a challenge like as I say, I, I'd always ask for a brief, but they can't give it to you. And sometimes it's in their head and it's yeah. not fully formed in their head. So it, it's definitely a challenge, you know. But would you sit around the table then and try and sketch out a couple of ideas? Or? <laughs> a long time ago, we used to sit around tables. <laughs> it's kind of, it's yeah. all gone to Zoom now. But uh, no, um, the clients I have nowadays are clients that I know and I understand and I have a good working relationship with them. Yeah. They're the type of people that I'd go for a point with. Like, you know, you'd have a bit of crack with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. We're very kind of aligned in our thinking. There was a time in my life where I used to work with lots of different clients and, and some of them were very challenging. And the, obviously the most challenging ones are the ones that don't give you a, mm. a proper brief. 
and they expect you to produce magic. And it's, I'll know when I see it, is the thing, like, and you're, you're giving a design, is, is this kind of what you want? And it's like, a, mm, no, not really, you know? So definitely a, a, a solid concrete brief is something that would be good. So you've been in design for, you know, over 20 years. Yeah. It's changed, I'd say, what people are looking for, has it? It has changed. Are they more creative? Clients, is it? Yeah, like, are, are they thinking about trying to be a bit different or... Like, do they take more risks nowadays? I don't think so. No? I think everyone still plays it safe. Yeah. Like, if I, if you're coming to me and you say, I'm setting up something and I need ideas, I might float three ideas past you. Mm. And they're generally, like, the safe ideas. Yeah. The middle ground and the really whack ones. And people love, I love that wacky idea. It's brilliant. And they are brilliant, whack yeah. ideas. But nobody will do them. Because they're, afraid. Know, they're risky. They're, it's a risk with an idea like that. Like. I, it, I completely understand it. And is there, like, do you ever see something there now, like say other people's work and you say, yeah, that catches my attention. That's like, that's really good. Oh, definitely. You've seen stuff and said, Jesus, I wish, you know, something you'd wish you could work with clients who are, are brave enough to take those. To take a chance. Yeah, yeah. In terms of that digital, so like in the early days, you're saying print, flyers, posters. Are people designing mainly now for online? Do you know, is it for their social feeds? Is it for their website? What are they designing for nowadays? It is. It is all online. I like when I, I remember when I started off like years ago, there was, it was all booklets, flyers and booklets and business cards, yeah. you know, it, it, everything was printed. The amount of stuff we used to send to printers every day and get back from printers was, was crazy. If I had to send one job to a printer a year at the moment, it, w- it would be a lot. And I do a lot of design. It's just not printed it's anymore. Not printed. It's like, I, I don't think it's a, it's a dying business, the print side of it. Like there's definitely yeah. a, a need for it. Yeah. Um, but everything has gone online. But maybe not to this. It's not needed like it used to be before for those type of things. It's, yeah. It's more maybe glossy brochures or whatever for certain industries. Not so much kind of your little cafe who probably never print anything anymore. No, no, but even the glossy brochures for big companies, like where, what are they doing yeah, with them? Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a funny one. I just don't think there's a market there for where, it. Whereas they've been replaced by things like infographs. Infographics, yeah, yeah. And all social media campaigns. I think everything is online. Sure, people are just stuck to the phone 90% of the time these days, like, you know. And are you doing kind of stuff like motion graphics and things like that as well? Or Funny, when I got it, when I set up my own design company back then and I had that six-month period of saying, what the hell am I going to do here? Yeah. I said, okay, I'm good at being a designer. Um, so I'm going to do that, obviously. But I needed yeah. an angle when I was setting up Dynamite. So I, I learned about motion graphics, yeah, how they worked, and uh, got a bit of software to try and figure out how to do animated graphics for people. And uh, that was my way in in Cork. You know, a lot of people kind of found me through the motion graphic. Yeah, because it was something different. Probably. It was something different, you know, the, like I was kind of jumping into a pool with a hundred people who were all wearing yellow hats. I said, I need a different hat for yeah. jumping in here. Yeah. So I put on a red hat and off he went. Sink or swim. And, to, and and obviously worked for you. It did. It did. It did. And it definitely, it was definitely my way in at the time just by yeah. doing something slightly different. Yeah. And I think when people got to, got in the, that door, the motion graphic door, they realised Oh, this guy's a really good designer, like so. Yeah, because I had a brief look at the website and some of the client work that you've done, and like you've done great things even for the likes of, you know, Cork Chamber and I Cork. think it was Tourism Pure Cork and a few others as well. I know, the Cork thing is mad. It was Cork City Council, Cork County Council, there was the Port of Cork, there was Cork University Hospital, there was, <laughs> there was a bit of a, 
When if I the word cock is in the is name, it, yeah, you get the job. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, that's a that's a requirement to to, to do work. Like, <laughs> and is that because you're kind of already promoting what they're doing with, with your own personal work? I wonder. But I only started doing my own personal work within the last three three years or so. Yeah. So no, the cork thing was always there. I don't know. It's part of my DNA. I think. Yeah. I think people just say, even think of cork. They say, oh, or is it the case that the brief comes your way and you just attack it because you see yeah this is you know this is, this is my city this I have is, to do with justice to, now like yeah <laughs> so when did it, like so you said you know the, your own personal thing around three years ago mm-hmm. so like what was what was the light bulb moment when did you say whoa this could take off I never realised it could take off it yeah. was just like, you see I started into this design whole career of 20 years or so as an artist who, who loved drawing and they loved ideas yeah and that got me my first job as a designer, you know. So it just came full circle. And one day I was just pressing the buttons of the and I said, ah, you know, like, um, <laughs> this isn't fulfilling me anymore yeah, creatively. Because, yeah. you know, I think people have this perception that designers are just walking around like with their colour swatches and they're discussing the latest fans and they're, and they're yeah. all going <laughs> yeah, in yeah. coffee shops and yeah. life is cool. And, it's and they not, all have lovely Macs and everything. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not there's yeah. loads of deadlines and there's managing people's expectations and, you know, it's, it, it, it's hard. It's not mm. It's not as uh, creatively fulfilling as I initially thought it would be. Um, so I kind of said, how can I scratch that creative itch a little bit more? And I said, sure, how did I get into this whole thing? Mm. Which is true to drawing, so... I started drawing stuff and said, I might sell a few prints of artwork on the website and just see how that see goes a, as a little part-time thing. It, it was never um, a business venture for me. It wasn't like, I'm going to set up a business. It was just like, I'm going to do this and have a bit of fun. Yeah. Just to, you know. And see what way it goes. Just see what way it goes. Like, you know, from doing, just get away from doing the infographics and the brochures and the logos and just do something like, draw a map of Cork, I don't know, and put whatever in it and have a bit of fun and, and are you actually physically drawing that or are you drawing it on a like a tablet or something or how does it work? It's digital drawing. So I'm drawing on a screen, straight onto the screen with a digital pen. But it is still drawing. So it it's is. not using some sort of software. No, no, it isn't. It's all It's, it's all, all your work. It's all drawn. It's all hand drawn. It's like a pencil and a paper except it's electronic. Yeah. You can actually see the colours you're putting down at the time. The advantage it has is the, the undo feature like which is... That's the game changer. Like that doesn't happen in the real world. When you make a mistake on paper, it's it's there forever. Like yeah, you yeah. got to work around it. That's why, like in in the digital drawing world, you're able to make things look great because you can just keep on doing. Yeah, and you could add new layers to stuff and erase. You know, it's it's easier to manipulate a digital drawing than than a physical drawing, obviously. But does that make you a bit of, uh, I suppose, a bit of a perfectionist then, because you kind of want the perfect drawing when you when you? I do, and I I I, I hate that as well. And I sometimes pick up pen and paper yeah. and I'll draw. But that's so I can make the mistakes mm. and learn to work around them and try and incorporate that mindset back into the digital world because you can get very caught up in undoing things all the time to get that perfect line and you can undo and draw it again, yeah. undo, draw it again, you know. Because so, I'd imagine the flaws are what makes certain pictures as de- well. Definitely, definitely. Sometimes it's a mistake in a line and you just, no, I'll leave that there now and I'll move on and work around it. Like, But it takes a, it takes a while to kind of Get that mindset, you know, in, into what you're doing. But like something happens and like I've seen it, is it the gourmies and stuff? Like you come up with a lot of, <laughs> like you come up with a lot of car kind of, you, you, like you change it into uh, like outside Linehan's sweet shop on Shannon Street and you had like, uh, you know, Willy Wonka. 
carcify it. Yeah, you kind of... Yeah, is that a term you came up with yourself? Uh, Just there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like I put on my cork uh, beer goggles or the cork goggles. You know, like, you just just look at a particular scene and say, what would that look like through the eyes eyes of of a cork person? If you shrunk the whole universe down to the size of Cork, yeah. how, how, where would all the movies be? Where would all those scenarios yeah. play out? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of funny because like, yeah, you'd always watch the films, you know, and, you know, Independence Day or whatever, and they, they always end up in New York, but like you've kind of done a twist on it and everything happens in Cork instead. Yeah. New Cork. <laughs> and like, do you ever get into trouble from bringing those creations or those characters? Is anyone ever from Universal or Warner or anyone like that say, uh, what are you doing with our pictures? No, no, I've never, never got any slap on the wrist from anyone like that. I don't see it like... It's probably it, not copying it straight on, you see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking Homer Simpson and putting him on pens, mugs and t-shirts yes. and selling them in shops saying, this is, this, this, is, this is, this is mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's only one drawing I've done of him yeah. having kebab outside yeah. his seas. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's just my interpretation of the things that I know and I'm familiar with expressed through art. And you use the likes of Twitter then for a lot of kind of, I've seen you use it for research, like you, you look for words from people. I would, yeah. It's, it's good to throw stuff out there. There was one uh, poster on Cork Talk, I think it was called. Yeah. And I was just looking for phrases of people, how, how you'd say certain things yeah. in, in, in a Cork style. So it's definitely, and uh, I, I'm always open to people, are always throwing me ideas online. Like my, my inbox is constantly bombarded. People message me, you should do this, you should do that. And, you know. But that uh, social following has really grown. Like I said, was it on Instagram you have over like eleven thousand followers or something like that? Or I know there's there's a lot there. Uh, every time I look, there's more, and that's that kind of freaks me out a little bit, because I I didn't even know about Instagram until three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mate of mine said, um, "Oh, you should you should put your stuff. Your stuff is very visual, so you should be using Instagram, yeah. not Twitter." Yeah. And I was like. What's this? I, 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 the beautiful network, as I call it. Everything is curated, lovely. Uh, sure. and, yeah. I know it is, yeah, yeah. 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 But I was like, uh, I don't. I have enough social media apps now on my phone. I don't want to. Yeah. Go on. But I had a look, and uh, I said, well, let's not use that, and uh, really took off. And it's like, uh, I don't know. Like there was a knock at the door one day, and they opened it, expecting like Timmy and Mary to arrive, and there's about a thousand people outside the door, like they're all like waving, like I said, who are all these people? <laughs> Do you know? Uh, yeah. It is strange when when you like when as you said you never set out to to no, build this business, I but it has grown it, very fast. It has, and it's really taken me back a little bit. Like I'm like sometimes it's like you're waving out the window, and everyone is kind of waving in, saying, "What are you going to do next?" And it's a bit terrifying, like you know, because I didn't set out to to do this. Yeah, you know, it was only just me having a bit of fun doing my own thing. I never intended on having lots of followers, or I never tried to build a brand or any of that. Like it was just me being myself but it's fascinating in many ways because it's taking you back to where you started like to that kind of maybe teenage or kind of sketching in school and it has yeah it's kind of come full circle it's come full circle this is like me doodling in geography class where I'm supposed to be listening but they're talking about some place that's not Cork so I'm just doodling (laughs) in my book and my head is just switched off like so that's that's it it's gone back to me drawing down the back of the classroom in the back of my uh, English book so then you decided probably to create a separate website. So jasonogarman.ie separate to the Dynamite to kind of split the two. To try and split the two, yeah. And I've recently changed the Dynamite names to be Jason O'Gorman as well. Have you? I don't know Will I finally end up just being Jason O'Gorman. I think yeah. the Dynamite thing was um, when I set that up, like I had no idea about business or yeah. brands or marketing. All I know is I needed a name 
and I couldn't put my own name on it. I couldn't be me back then because people would find out who I am. Say, oh, that guy, he he's, he didn't go to college at all. He's he's was that what he's, it was? That? He's a fraud. Yeah. That's why I put the dynamite yeah. name out there, and it took me like years to build up the confidence to say, actually, I don't need to hide behind the name now anymore because it's just me. And people see dynamite, and there's a dynamite studio, yeah. or they think it's studios, and they think it's a big company, like an animation company. Like I've got some big clients get on to me say, "Oh, we need a new, uh, we need a short movie producer." So, oh, it's only just me. It's only one person. Sorry for uh, and is that your for fooling you? <laughs> have you decided? Have you taken on anybody to work for you or anything like that? Or I did under Dynamite. I had one or two girls, and they were fantastic. And I just struggled. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm too soft. I'm too soft. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, sure, look, you worked hard there now. It's only two o'clock. Go on away for the afternoon. <laughs> okay, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, and, and you end up doing all the work and yourself. I, yeah, because yeah. I loved it. And when they were doing the work, I'd be kind of in the background going, oh, jeez, I want to just get yeah, in and control. do that. I'm kind of ha- it's, it's not even control. It's just, I, I was missing the work. I was missing doing the design and the illustration work when other people were doing it. And I'm off out just meeting people. Were you finding that you were doing more the kind of admin side of it? Like, the admin. The sales kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sales, and that's not me. I'm uh, the guy who kind of walks the walk. I'm not really a talk-to-talk guy at all, yeah. you know. Again, I had no training or experience in that whole field of going out networking with people. And that that was a big challenge for me as soon as I went into any, Like, I tried one networking event and I was like a rabbit in the headlights. <laughs> in what way, like... I don't know. It was it, it like it does stem back to me not having the experience or the training, and I felt. Do you find, do, do I felt you, in, when I'm in a room, I'm yeah. with people like these are all professionals who've they've gone, they have the yeah. qualifications, they have the training yeah. that I don't have. So when you kind of come up against them in, in a professional environment, yeah. I kind of felt you know just out of place. Touch of imposter syndrome you have, I'd say, is it? I learned that word two years ago yeah. and I was like, that's kind of, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people <laughs> suffer from there it. There is, yeah. yeah, yeah, but definitely. But I'm better now than I yeah. was back then. But definitely back then, uh, with the whole dynamite thing, for me going out, it, it took me a couple of years to build up the confidence. I now know who who I am and what I'm dealing with. Like, Not everybody cares as much as you think they care. Actually, yeah, you're overthinking it. Yeah, completely. Because ultimately what they want is the talent. Yeah, They want the creative person, if it's design, they're thinking, who's talented enough to bring my design to life? I doubt businesses think about... uh, But they did back then when I started off, you see. I'd imagine the the design companies. When I was handing in my CVs at the time, Mm. that's where I, I fell down. You yeah. know, because I didn't have that trait. It was like I was yeah, found out. Yeah, yeah. And I had a really great CV and a massive portfolio of work and I dealt with some, and then you just, oh, there's no qualification. We, we can't get this guy in. I think I adopted that same mindset when I went to... That anything. impacted on you probably, as you said, okay, I'm setting up a business, but all of the, all of those rejections in, in many ways... I carried them with Carried. Me. I did. I did, yeah. yeah. So when you, when I went to these networking events, I felt like a complete fraud. <laughs> So, so breaking through under your own name probably has been fantastic for you because, you know, this is, it, it's not Dynamite that has cut, shot the fame. It's actually Jason O'Gorman has shot the fame. I don't know my fame. So don't. <laughs> well, your sketches are definitely famous. And, and, and I started to see you kind of doing a kind of couple of videos and stuff like that as well. So I'd imagine you a couple of years ago wouldn't have done that. Uh, me, me, me six months ago wouldn't do that. I, I know it's a kind of a space that... People have advised me to get into. Yeah. And again, I, I, I don't know. Do you just need a bit of confidence to do stuff like that? Yeah. Um, but it's coming, you know. Uh, I don't think I'll be a, 
one of these guys who's going around with a selfie stick, walking up and down town, yeah, talking, yeah. doing tours of Cork. You won't be doing that. You won't I be Corkifying on. No, I don't know. You won't be creating a little vlog know. of Corkifying. No, no, it's, uh, that's that's not me either. But you know what? A lot of things weren't me. Design, uh, like running a business wasn't me, but you, you do it. Yeah. Sorry, you do it and um, you just... Just keep going. Just eh? Keep going and see how it pans out. So, you, I suppose the, the Jason O'Gorman side of it, so with the illustration, let's just say your, your, your sketches... When did you start seeing it take off in terms of sales? Like the prints and things? I'd say around the turn of COVID and all this was kicking it? off, it was because I was still busy with design work. So 90% design work and like actually 95% design work. Yeah, and yeah. This Jason O'Gorman stuff was really only a small little thing. Mm. Just to, as I said, just a bit of creative outlet for me. But when COVID kicked in, all the design work stopped. Everybody just got terrified at the start. And I was like, what am I going to do? I've, I've said, like, I all this extra time. So I put it into the Jason O'Gorman stuff, which was... So in many ways, it was actually, the, the lockdowns were actually quite good for you. They were the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, I'm a hermit by nature anyway. Like, yeah. so <laughs> being at home with a, lo- a lot of extra time to do my own creative work was magic for me, like, you know. And did you kind of do some stuff around... You know, I, I, I'm thinking the likes of Harry Baby, you know, they do t-shirts around politics and political stuff. Did you do anything like that around COVID or anything like that? Did uh, you do any sketches, kind of funny ones? Oh, definitely, definitely. Not nothing too political. I yeah. I don't tune into that space at all. Yeah. Um, But definitely, I think a funny thing happened around the same time is that I started putting a lot more humour into my work as well. Yeah. My work was never about humour. It was just about Cork. It was, yeah. And it might have having a sci-fi angle in there with a flying sauce or something like that yes. to make it a bit different. But humour was never part of it. And I think, you know, when when COVID hit, I'm talking like back when it really hit and everyone was kind of terrified. Yeah, like March 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was around the time where I started trying to, I don't know, I don't know, was I trying to entertain myself or everybody yeah, else? And I yeah. just started building in a bit more fun into my work because I think we all needed it back then. And Twitter took off around that time as well because it was very much a news platform. It's where all the journalists were. It was where all the political figures were. So you were bringing probably some sort of lightness to Twitter to that kind of a, a kind of a hard time. I know, and you're just scrolling and doom scrolling, and, yeah. and then suddenly there's um, I don't know, there's, there's something some, to make you laugh. There's something to make you laugh in the middle, and people loved it at the time, like because it was it was refreshing, like and it was different from what what you're you're seeing on your phone all day. And you're probably getting people then sharing your stuff a bit more and absolutely like, retweeting yeah. it and. Yeah, sure. And like, was there anybody famous liked your stuff or that's just whoa? I never thought they'd even engage with me at any stage. There would have been. Um, can't remember any particular ones yeah. now, but um, there what there definitely was. There was definitely a few that kind of where cr- I kind of said, "Wow, how did that get go that far?" Yeah. You know? And what was the one that kind of shot the fame? What was the biggest one? The most popular print that I've ever done uh, was, I call it the world according to Cork, where I made. County Cork like a continent oh, yeah, okay. and it shrunk down all the other countries around it like <laughs> it's like it was like our self sense of self-importance you know yeah. and just made it like it was like you know like a big massive country everything else is just not important America is like a tiny little island off the, yeah. the west coast yeah. down by Bantry yeah. you know Russia's I don't know somewhere <laughs> off out in the ocean <laughs> and that just took off it did yeah that took off big time that that was a massive one for me um but again, it's it just taps into that whole 
that cork thing that you can't really yeah and we actually play <laughs> up on it I think we, we do? don't actually like people think that we actually think that but it's actually we're playing games with the rest of the country I know it's, yeah yeah and they hate it <laughs> we should be saying there's no the secret is out here on the podcast <laughs> but like we're having we're having a bit of fun here <laughs> we do yeah we love rubbing their noses in it like, yeah, you know yeah. uh, but it's definitely a thing and funnily enough, like I, I got some messages from people, not so nice messages from people outside Cork who's, who really? really don't like this thing, like saying, like, copper serves on, like, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> and, I don't know, that just spurs me on yeah, I'm to, going to, to do make more. even more stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. And did you do anything on, like, famous Cork people then over the years? Like, did you do anything like, with, like, so Roy Keane or Sanyo Sullivan or anything like that? Just sketch them at any stage? I did do Roy Keane outside of Keno. Oh, Kino, I would say the Kino. Yeah. It's only just the one sketch. You just made that. I walked yeah. past one day and said, you know, made yeah. the connection. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I love making connections between things. That's like yeah. Annie Lennox, who said Lennox is. And yeah, that was funny. I remember seeing that one. Yeah. 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 So, you know. I, so, I are you always kind of on the lookout? So, for something new, you're walking through the streets and saying, oh, yeah, that's a. It's a curse. It really is because it? I can't walk down any street without looking at every shop name or looking up and down, constantly trying to seek out those connections. Yeah, I was, mean, it, was it you had you on Harley Quinn, is it, from the... And Harley Street. And Harley yeah, Street, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. kind of quirky little things like yeah. that. But yeah, when I'm walking around, I'm, I'm looking for those connections, like, to, to try and make them. And when I'm not walking around in my home, I'm thinking about it, it's an awful thing. <laughs> so you say you're selling prints of that, then do you do you actually print off? No, I don't do printing. I, I get somebody else to do... You print... Someone else do, does do, it do for printing. you. They're, they're art prints. They're, yeah. um, they're kind of gicle. It's a, it's a French term... Um, of how they're printed sort of really kind of vibrant mm. art prints on kind of museum quality paper they're not they're not like digital prints yeah, you know yeah. but there's a company that does, does that for me I actually bought my own printer at home a small one and I tried to do yeah. a few smaller prints but too difficult the time and paper jams and I'm yeah. out of ink and then the kids are saying can you print out Peppa Pig and I'm in the middle of something <laughs> else and it's like oh, yeah yeah okay, yeah. okay. It's, it's, it's somebody else can do that far better than I you know and as it got to the stage, you know, where boy people are, are coming onto your site and buying them as gifts for others and like, like how big has it become? It's become big. It's become big. It's, it's, I, again, it wasn't something I set out yeah. to, I didn't, never planned it. And yeah. I, I know it's, it's, it's here. Um, it accounts for nearly 50% of all I do now it is. Oh. I'm doing Dynamite Studio still as yeah. a designer dealing with clients. Yeah. Which is kind of structured work with deadlines, briefs, budgets. It's all kind of nice yeah. and tight. And then I have the, um, the uh, my own work under Jason O'Gorman where I can just go mad, have a bit of crack. Does it mean that you can kind of be kind of picky and choosy about cl- new clients that you bring on board for Dynamite as well and say, look, I don't really need that many more because I'm concentrating on myself now? I am very like that. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I I very rarely take on somebody new, Yeah, to be honest, you know, um, which is a good thing. It's a, it's a nice position to be in. Yeah, you it's know? great. Um, yeah. But it, it took me a couple of years, even under the name Dynamite Studio, to figure out what type of clients I want to work with and you know, the ones, some of them are hard to work with. And yeah. I, I kept the ones that are really good to work with. I have a great working relationship with those. Um, so, like, if, if, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, that's working as it is. And it doesn't need to be. Yeah. I, I tried the whole expanding thing with taking on staff and I realised that didn't work. So I'm, I'm just happy. It took me a couple of years to figure out I'm actually happy with it just the way it is, you know. And so you, you're kind of saying you'll phase out the dynamites. Stuff. I might face out the name 
Yeah. Dynamite. I don't know. Like, can I ever phase out the design work? Because that's oh, yeah, part I didn't, of who I am. You but, know, but like to actually do it under my own name, yeah. Jason O'Gorman, instead of doing it under the name Dynamite. And you've kind of built that a bit as well from a corporate sense on LinkedIn over the years as well, I think. You've used, obviously, you use your own name on LinkedIn. Yeah. So I think people have got used to you. You know, so that putting it, up at me, is it? <laughs> I think that, you know, the imposter thing is kind of fading out. It is. You know, absolutely. which is great to see. Yeah. You know, it is. This is only like a counseling session here, yeah, more so than, <laughs> is, than a podcast yeah. here. But, but like, like, so like. But that's part of who I am. I, I, it took me years to realize, well, why am I not doing this? Yeah. You know, and that, there you go. And Christmas must be massive. I know it's just gone, like, but the, like. Like, I suppose people, but like that whole cock thing, I'd imagine people are sending those gifts all over the world now, are they? They are. Like, there's stuff going to Japan and Australia and New Zealand. They're all over the world, yeah. Yeah, I go to the post office every, twice a week now with, with, a, with a little bag of prints. Christmas time, I was like Santa. I was just going down and picking massive bags. Right. Like, but that's like getting into retail. Yeah. Which is another thing I've no idea about. Yeah. You know, and so I've So you have to be Shopify or something like that? Or? Yeah, there's an e-commerce website and... Uh, you know that that's another hat that I have to put on yeah. that I don't know anything about. And did you teach yourself, or did you get somebody in to help you? <laughs> no, I got, it was a mate of mine built the website for yeah. me initially, and then he just gave me the reins to it. Like so, now I'm figuring it out myself. To the my wife helps me as well with a lot of the 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 backside back end stuff on the website. Yeah, yeah. And uh, with print fulfillment, and she's she, she's an accountant. She does all my accounts as well, which is I that's have to say, handy. it is amazing because I. Like I struggled big time in school with maths. Yeah. Well, numbers is definitely not. I, I don't think creative people can do maths. No. I think you have two sides of the brain. You're either an accountant yeah. or an artist. Somebody said to me before, uh, you either think in squares or circles. <laughs> yeah. You know, and actually it makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. But this, the creative mind is definitely more circle oriented. Like it is. And it goes off and curves all And tangents but, everywhere. But yeah. like, the fact that she does that is hugely helpful to me. It, it kind of enables me to... Just concentrate on on what I need to be doing. Yeah, you know. So you're working on stuff at the moment, then? Are you always sketching things? Like I for, for 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 I suppose for print for new prints and things like that. I'm always thinking about things. Yeah, I'm a procrastinator. Yeah, I think would be the term. I I don't actually sit down behind a computer until I'm like burning and ready to go. Okay. At what I'm doing, I will I will not sit down and sketch. Yeah. I kind of sketch in my head. Yeah. It sounds like that sounds strange now, but I would literally think of ideas in my head and try and figure out how they look. I'll even work out the colours or what, say if it was Harley Quinn, yeah. where is she going to look like? What angle of the street is it yeah. going to be? I'll try and work everything out in my head. Yeah. And it's only when I have everything really crystal clear, I get down and I get things done really fast then when I'm actually working because I've already ironed out any issues in my head. And would you ever think of like... Doing t-shirts or anything like that or... Not really. Uh, art prints is what I'm kind of happiest yeah, with, you yeah. know. Yeah, like, you could... Have you got requests for things like that? I have all the time, yeah, about mug, yeah. mugs and coasters. And I have done bags and I have done postcards. But you're getting into merchandise then and it's yeah. it, it's another space. Yeah. And like that, I'm at home, wife and three kids. We don't have... I don't have a shop or yeah. I don't have a studio. I'm working from home. Like, yeah. like For stuff like that, I think you need a premises where you can... Yeah. It, it's... it's it's. I don't know, is it too big for me? It might happen someday. Yeah. Let's never it, say never. Has any shop ever approached you and said, would you mind... Selling stuff in the shops? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you're trying to negotiate markups and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And it's just complicated. 
you know I, yeah. I just want to keep my life as easy as I possibly keep can it simple like yeah. yeah yeah where do you see the whole thing going the next couple of years just keep doing what you're doing or do you want to get it bigger or I never intended it to grow as big as it was right now yeah. I'm, I'm pretty happy like <laughs> do you know I don't yeah. and I'm not very driven in terms of like from a business perspective I'm not forecasting planning forward saying oh I'm going, my Q1 is going to be this my Q I, I don't think like that I'm yeah. literally I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to draw something there now next week and I'm going to enjoy doing that like, and you hope know? for the best with it like. and I've, oh, I have a bit of design work to do for one or two clients and I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy doing that now in February you know yeah. and that's it I just kind of I don't like saying I make it up as I go along but um, I do kind of just do things from project to project I don't think long term when you're talking about the long term it has come into my head what would it be like if I had a small little studio shop under my own name selling yeah. prints Yeah. how would that work and that, that also terrifies me <laughs> because it's like I just make stuff up as I go along mm-hmm. which I've said you know I don't know what my pro- what, what the next couple of projects are so you know I could be drawing a map of Cork I could be drawing the Hulk outside Savoy or something I have no idea Yeah. like I when I look at that from um, say if I put on my business hat which I'm not very good at like, but yeah. if I look at that and say how does how's that going to work as a business I can't project forward and see it as a, as a working yeah. thing like yeah. it's a, Jesus that guy is just like having the crack like and if, if you're just having the crack surely that's not like a viable business but it's worked so far it's worked so far but it, it, it scares me to look at it Long term, and have you know, like Christmas twenty twenty one versus Christmas twenty twenty, was there a big difference in terms of sales? Yes, it's definitely it's grown, it's grown. Everything has grown. So even though you're not, I've grown. <laughs> we've, <laughs> all grown. we've all grown. <laughs> so like in terms of financial planning, so I say I, I know you don't like that. Yeah, but like you must be thinking in your own mind. Okay, Christmas twenty twenty two is going to be bigger again. Like you know, like you must have to think ahead. I'll I'll have to put time aside for this I I thought I would do that last Christmas two years ago so no I definitely have to plan now because yeah. I didn't think I, I had no experience in retail or yeah. so it kind of caught me unawares to be honest the whole Christmas thing because it was so busy I was like geez, this is a thing Yeah. so next year now I'll kind of plan this out a little bit and I'll do Christmas cards early and I'll you know I'll set aside the last three months of the year to concentrate on retail side of it for yeah. Christmas I'm sure I was there like two weeks into December going I must start those Christmas cards now <laughs> <What>? <laughs> just yeah I never really get around to it and are you doing a bit of marketing around that then as well to try to promote that you have these available it's funny I never done any marketing I think my work done its own marketing yeah and people shared it so no advertising budget at all to promote these once would you believe I spent 20 euro on an Instagram post once just to see what, what, happen? what happens if you advertise yeah. on Instagram and um, did it make a difference it made it got so many views I can't remember the, the metrics to it like, but my own stuff would get like a lot more views than the Instagram That's accounts why am I paying money for that yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it does its own if the work is good enough it'll sell itself yeah. you know, and people will share it like. so it's all down to the quality of the of the actual job itself like. it is yeah if it's a good idea if it's funny if it makes people laugh if they want to share it if it, if it looks good on their walls you know they they might buy it as an art print you know and what about then the corporate world in terms of they, do they ask you to do commissions for them like you know somebody own, is opening a new shop or they want to do something quirky do, do they ever approach you and say could you do no sketch all the, the time all the time but I don't do commissions okay yeah and it's a funny one because you see, I have my design work that yeah. keeps me busy and I have my creative work, which yeah. is for me. Yeah. If I'm doing commissions, I won't have time to do the creative work for me. Yeah. I'm back doing stuff for, like a commission is essentially 
even though it's an illustration, it's for somebody else and you have to negotiate what they want and you have to figure out what budget is available and wh- when, when they need it done by. And yeah. they're trying to work with what's in their head. Yeah. It's the exact same as design. Yeah. Do you know, so uh, even though I'll enjoy doing the illustration, you might say, oh, I thought it would be more like that. Can you make it mm. look more like this? Can you add yeah. in this guy here? And suddenly you're back in, in the design box where you have all those constraints in place. So unless I can take on a commission as a part of a design project, I will do illustration mm. within the within that box, say, the design box. But on, on my own work, like it's 50-50 and I like to just... You prefer the freedom, obviously, with with, with your own work. I do. I draw a line right down the middle. So yeah. If that's going to encroach on my time and my work, yeah. it'll impact my um, happiness, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. I like where it is right now. So, I mean, I, I'll never say never. I might get into doing commissions down the road, but I don't really do them for now for, for those very and it's reasons. it's probably hard to put a price on some of those as well. It uh, is. probably frighten people with the amount of time that you have to put in. It is. And people would say, I'd... One guy approached me, said before Christmas, I said, I saw you selling a print on your website. It was yeah. like 40 euro. He said, I'm happy to give you 50 euro if you could do one for me. Uh, uh, like, like a new one? A new one. Uh, like, and just, does, do they realise it could take me two days to come up with an idea. Yeah. Might be another two days procrastinating about yeah. it in my head to see what, yeah. what what is this going to look like? How will I execute it? And then actually doing the work could take me like a week. You know, it's a, it's a that's a lot of time to actually get something. You find that a lot, like people don't have a concept of of time and how long it takes to make something. I know, but I think with this guy, what, what really got under my skin is that he was giving me ten euro more than what I was selling them for on my website. It's crazy, and he was man. doing me a favor. And he was annoyed that I didn't want to do it. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, but it is mad though. Like you know, like people don't. In general, I'd say with with design, sometimes they do they get a kind of a shock when you give them a quote. You know, if it's a new business or whatever, do they kind of say, "Oh, I thought it'd be cheaper than that." <laughs> that's a, that's a battle, and yeah. it's uh, it's something I I'm not very skilled in negotiating yeah. quotes with people. Like there is a battle there. Like you might say something's going to cost X, and the claimer, mm. but I only have this, and I actually I yeah. said that's grand, so we can do this. Was it? But no, I want that. It's like going in buying a new car, saying I want the Ferrari over there, but I only have five k. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, if that was in a car shop, you walk back out with your five. You know, you're not getting the Ferrari, yeah. but for some reason, in in the design world, you have to negotiate and you have to. Yeah, I often think the same. Like, if someone fu- goes into Duns, like you're not going to negotiate with the with the person no. behind the till. That like, I don't think I should pay this much for a bottle of milk. But I know. Yeah, or if you go into a restaurant yeah. or your steak, you're not going to haggle yeah. in for the bill at the end. Yeah. You know, it's but it's f- a- but creative can't because there's no set list as such. There's no price list where people say, "Oh yeah, this is this is it. This is how much I charge for everything that I do." Or whatever. Like people kind of say, "Oh, I thought it'd be cheaper then," because they have no concept. I know. I suppose they've no benchmark. They've not. They've nothing to. They've never dealt with it maybe before as well. Yeah, and I think there's also the danger. That a lot of not. It's not a danger. I think it, it's great in some ways. There's, there's tools on like Canva. I'm not too yes. familiar with it, but a lot yeah. of people are yeah. starting to use. Yeah, a lot of people have Photoshop at home, and they know a little bit about it, and yeah. they can do a little bit. Yeah, do you find that a good thing or a bad thing? Like Canva, because I'd fool around with Canva myself and do a small bit, like if, you know. I'd find it great that people can do certain. Yeah. things within it but I think if you're coming to a professional design agency 
Yeah. It's like me getting an electrician in because my light switch is faulty yeah. and he's rewiring it and I'm over his shoulders and oh no, that, yeah. I prefer if and the blue wouldn't. wire was yeah. to the left. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to leave the professionals do what they do like so. Um, but like that, it, 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 that's Yeah, it. it's, 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 a, it's a strange one where, yeah, I suppose the whole area of design would probably get more credible as time moves on as well. I think it's still like very much in its infancy. Like I know people have designed for years, but like nearly every business needs some sort of design you know, because they all have a, a logo. They have graphics going up on social or website. Like every business does marketing. You know? Yeah, it's, it's I suppose design is like a visual voice, isn't it? It, it is. It's how you, how you look and if people are looking online all the time, everything is just so, so it's all visual so it's how you communicate visually so you need to look good you need to have a certain style certain font colours you do no that bothers me it's funny when I set up Dynamite I was like what's my font going to be what's yeah. my colour going to be I hate being pigeonholed into say if I set up Dynamite and it was pink with yellow dots yeah and I was driving around the van it was pink with yellow dots and everything to do with me was yeah. pink with yellow dots people understand and I, I know that works for for certain brands and companies and I think it's important people are familiar with them yeah. you know um, but for me as a designer I was afraid to do that to myself because I, I like keeping the doors open you like to try and change things I do I was doing motion graphics I do kind of logo designs I was kind of yeah. getting in now into illustration I like just keeping it fresh and changing up and doing some different things I've done TV ads I've done radio ads so you're you're always looking to evolve kind of nearly try something different evolve try something different I might like it came into my head I'd like to I'd like to teach like I'm in that point in my life where I'd love to just impart everything I've learned to younger kids who So are, would, would workshops be something that Workshops you would yeah. be something again I've no experience I don't know how to get there Yeah But I'm definitely looking in that direction I'd love to have a small workshop say with eight iPads and get a few kids in yeah. and just show them yeah. how to start digital drawing you know there could be someone listening to this podcast that have a facility that that deal with kids. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. Do you know, it's definitely a space that I'd like to get into. Like everything else, I have no idea about it. But has a school ever approached you and said, would you come in? Yeah, a few, a few. And, uh, have you done it? I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. Because, I don't know, is it just, ooh, that's the enough fear for me. Again. The fear again. The fear kicked And have in. you ever done a, like, a talk at the top of a room? No, never. I just, it's it, it terrifies me to actually go into a room full of people and talk. Yeah. It's a it's a funny one. I don't know. You let your work do the talking for you <laughs> it, for years. It like, does. Yeah. It does. It, that, that's all I ever needed to do. I didn't need to get up in front of people and ha- have chats like, you know. Even coming in here to you today was just like, Jesus, what am I doing in here? And have you done a podcast before? No. This is your first one? This is my first one. <laughs> she won't interview professionals. I was there walking in saying, but see, this is where going home. back again. I'm like, not you a are professional. A prof- <laughs> well, but like, let, let's throw that term out the window because... Anyone that's in business and you're making money, I think you are a professional. I you know, know. If you I, have the ability to make money. I'm slowly re- re- realising that in the last couple of months, which is not why I agreed to come in here yeah. and have a chat with your good self, you know. No, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And just like all those other professionals, I, I ask them two questions at the end of every podcast. Okay. All right. So the first one is, and take your design hat on now for a second, what tip would you give a business to build a brand? Like, So if, the, if there was someone now and they were opening a brand new business, what was the first thing you would tell them to do? It's great if their design is 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 kind of you know it, it looks well, yeah. fantastic. But I don't even I never look at a company in terms of their design. 
it's it's usually about loyalty, customer loyalty. And I think like if they're reputable and they, you know, say if you have a problem, you can ring them up and they yeah, can talk you through yeah. it. And I to me, it's all about that loyalty. It's always been about that. So when focus I, on on making sure that your customers are happy. Yeah, exactly. I like any any brands I've ever bought from myself in the yeah. past, or I I I want to deal with the people, or even utilities and services. Yeah, I want to deal with the people that I can talk to. My yeah. customer support, they're, they're there. You just know they're there. You just feel like there's a good connection there. You know, so, so customer support is massive in your eyes. It's not even customer support, just because I've run into a lot of technical problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say loyalty to their customers would be um, is more important to me than design. Funnily enough, I'm not going to say design. <laughs> so do you find that so when people are getting in touch with you, you feel obliged to get back to them as quick as possible? Like uh, just even just to tell them, look, it's going to take this this length of time or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Be honest with them. Be honest. Be honest with them. Yeah, just be honest and open. And I think you can build a, a real, a real proper relationship then with a customer that way. Design is important, but yeah. I don't think it's as I wouldn't put as much value into it as as you would think. Yeah, I yeah. would even from a designer perspective. So the other question I have is, what tip would you give an individual? So think back now to that teenager or. T- to that young person that maybe is uh, <laughs> afraid that they don't have the qualification. There, there's probably people like that listening Again, as well. Do you know, I was saying, like, being loyal to your customers would be my tip for a business. But I'd say be loyal to yourself Yeah. as an individual. If you're putting yourself out there, don't pretend to be something you're not. Yeah. Just be yourself, be honest. And that's what I would say. Just be loyal to yourself. And it will work out. And it will work out if you just believe in who you are and what you're doing and forget everybody else. And if you have ideas, just try them. Just go for it. Yeah. One of my biggest regrets in my whole life was not actually having the courage to go for go and do, do this things. earlier. Do it earlier. Yeah. You know, I'll always look back and say, I should have done this earlier. Should have done everything earlier. You know? know, just go for it. Don't let, don't let stuff hold you back because fear can paralyze you. Yeah. And you just, if, if you have something in your head, give it a go. Well, listen, I think there's plenty of exciting times ahead for you yet, Jason. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all those sketches. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the Carcafoy vlog as well coming out soon. Oh. <laughs> it should be great to watch. Brilliant. Of you walking down streets. <laughs> I know. Coming up with these ideas and maybe uh, with sketch. My se- with my selfie stick. <laughs> with your selfie stick. It's all exciting times ahead. Look, it's been fantastic to speak to you. And uh, uh, best of luck with everything. Thanks so much for having me. In. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Steve. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the 24 Stories podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn at 24 Stories Tribe. I'll be back next week with a brand new guest.